welcome back here to the final episode of the Flick Discussion. Um, today we are going to be discussing the true story, the theory of everything. Which, for those of you who have seen it, you will know that this is the, um, the story of Stephen and Jane Hawking. Um, I, a little history on um, this movie was um, adapted by uh, actually the memoir that Jane Hawking wrote, which was called um, Traveling to Infinity, My Life with Stephen. Um, so to start off, I will hand it over to Seth here to give you a little rundown of the plot of the movie. So, um, pretty much the movie talks about the relationship between, um, the famous physicist, which is Stephen Hawking, and I guess Jane would be considered a pretty famous, um, physicist at that time, you know what I mean? She was very intelligent herself. She was very intelligent. They both went to Cambridge in the 1960s. Um, I mean, they compare... They compare St- Stephen Hawking to Einstein, if that tells you anything. So, I pretty much telling you he's a very intelligent dude. Um, very bright student of cosmology. Um, when he was twenty one, he was just he was given just two years to live, um, because he got ALS, which is Lou Gehrig's disease, when he was twenty one years old. And um, they didn't think he was going to live much longer than that, but he lived all the way until 2018, so he kind of proved him wrong, which was really cool. Um, there's a... So pretty much the, the plot, it just... It talks about their love and, how, like, how they fall in love um, when they're studying at Cambridge, how they meet. That's pretty much the rundown of... There's a there's a lot more details that we'll be discussing um within the podcast, but overall it's it's about the relationship that Jane Wilde and Stephen Hawking create. And uh kinda going more in depth about the characters, you guys know Stephen Hawking's one of the great minds ever to live. And uh it starts off when they are young and he is kinda just starting to make a name for himself in the physics the physicist field um you say cosmetology or not cosmo- cosmology cosmology not cosmetology he does hair and makeup now <laughs> um but he uh very intelligent and it just kind of marks his life and kind of just the progressive i won't say fast traveling uh way of the disease because he lived for 55 years after his diagnosis but overall he you kind of just see and it's not really his downfall because his brain was still very sharp even at the end of his life I believe um, but it just you could see him progressively his body kind of start to fade away and that leads you into Jane Wilde who we're saying Jane Wilde because they got they got a divorce which we'll get into in a little bit because that's part of the film but it, it talks about her hardships which besides the disability at like if this was if say nothing was to happen to Stephen Hawking and he was going on to be famous uh, because he was one of the great minds and he was never at home regardless um, it would have been kind of similar because what she had to do she had to finish studying herself because she was trying to get a degree herself as we said She's very intelligent in her own right. 
uh, raise their two young children at the time, and then you throw in the fact that Stephen is not famous, or he is famous, but he's not traveling around being that guy. He is uh, in a wheelchair, has this progressively attacking disease that kind of destroys your physical body. So she has to take care of him, two young children, and study. So from her, from her point of view, that's a really uh, hard life to go through, and I think that this movie really uh, captures that. Um, if We're probably going to move towards inclusivity here. Mm-hmm. Um, real quick, just before that, for those of you that don't know, um, what Stephen Hawking's... Um, some, a few of his famous works are kind of like the whole theory of the Big Bang and the Big Crunch type thing. He was So he got into black holes when he was at Cambridge and kind of did his whole like final thesis on black holes. So he's the one that kind of proposed the theory of the Big Bang, and he also is the one that's speculating the theory of what he calls the Big Crunch, which is what actually what he says it is is that this this black hole that created this big bang of our universe is eventually with time going to end up sucking itself back up into nothing which will just kind of end life as we know it but it's interesting now back to the back to the show I'm gonna flip the switch (laughs) back to the uh, inclusivity part of this movie Um, I think that since it's a true story it may not be as you know Hollywoodized as a few of the other movies we have discussed so maybe specific inclusive elements aren't there but definitely a big part of Hawking's life that kind of was very inclusive that was even though he was living with this ALS um he was still included in all of his works all of his a lot of conferences a lot of um, speeches stuff like that even though he he, even though he can't speak, like places still want him to come and, um, I guess talk to, their like talk to crowds and stuff at schools at, like offices for conferences for meetings like, he was still included in all aspects of this, physicist world and this cosmology, field with through throughout all of the, all of the other like you know top dogs you could say, um they never like. He was never really, like, shot down or put down because he had ALS. Like, it was just kind of something, like, he, after the diagnosis, it was just kind of something that he had. Everybody see, saw that, and it was just kind of left at that. People saw him for an intelligent man and not a crippled guy mm-hmm. in a wheelchair. They saw him for the work that he could and did provide, and his theories on all of that and they they just respected him as a as physicist individual. physicist individual and didn't see him as a person with a disability yeah they didn't let what you would see on the outside affect how they felt about him before get to, getting to know his inside which you could say was kind of hard to do since he was such a popular person um I know a lot of people, like if you say Stephen Hawking, they'll know who you're talking about. They'll think of the guy who uses the machine to speak nowadays, and he's always riding around in his wheelchair. But 
most people, a lot of people who, I would say a lot of not people who aren't very young, they'll know Stephen Hawking for his works and for his theories. Um, and I think that's something that's going to resonate with Hawking for a long time because he was such an intelligent guy. Um, another, I think another thing that they really tried to hone in on in this movie um, for inclusion was the fact that Jane stayed with him and loved him the whole time throughout dealing with this disease for a while. Okay. For, <laughs> for, 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 for a majority of the time. They do have some issues in their late marriage with <laughs> a um with one of their children being whether it being Hawking's or not. But no, it's not. It's yeah, it's, it's not. not. It's not his but she, she they they got divorced, but this was before they divorced. She kind of fell in love with the guy they hired to take care of, like, the physically demanding chores at the house. And th- that was displayed. And as much as this mo- or as much as this podcast is about inclusivity, it's also about us discussing the movie itself. So... I feel like you guys needed to know that, so... <laughs> Definitely. What? You should have seen the face that Seth and I made when uh, Carter said all of the marriage. Um, yes. I was more disappointed in Jane, you know? <laughs> yeah, it was... Poor. That part was kind of Hollywoodized, if I had to guess, because yeah. I'm guessing that probably wasn't the prettiest thing to ever happen. Yeah. Well, so... For so was it true love though? You know they they say in the movie that it's this they're so in love and you know. Well, I'm it's, sure it's that the true start, love at the end of the day though. I'm sure at the start it was love, but you know, I've never had to experience what she's had what to she's had to go through. So I'm not not, not condoning it. I'm but not, yeah, I'm not can I'm not saying that. It was right or wrong. It was right or wrong. I'm just saying I don't have the expertise in the field. <laughs> I don't have the facilities for that big guy. But for the sake of inclusiveness in this movie, we will just say that <clears throat> the Jane's love towards Steven um, just shows that, you know, even, like, you don't have to, like, a lot of people in, well, okay, overall in today's world, a lot of people become very self-conscious about the way that, say, they look, others look, just, like, a lot of little things people really become very picky about. And so I, it makes a lot of people feel like they can't be loved. And it was clear that she loved him more for his yeah. mind rather than his, um, like, mm-hmm. physical body. She cared more about who he was as a person, but she didn't, like, his physical ailments did not matter to her. Um, you know, he couldn't, he couldn't really move, he couldn't really speak. All he had was his thoughts, you know, and... He just had a head full of thoughts that he couldn't express for a while. And I'm sure trying to take care of someone that you have such strong emotional ties for, you've had so much love for for all this time, not being able to just speak with them like with their real voice is probably something that can be very hard to deal with. And I think that this film, um, the way they portray their love for you, well, her love for him and how he begins to love her is something that is very important because it just shows that you, someone doesn't have to be full, able body and 
physically sound to be loved you know like at the end of the day he's still a person he still has a personality and you know that's really what you should look for in someone like that you're looking for a partner with right it's not always about what they look on the outside it's who they are as a person on the inside their you know their goals their morals things like that and mm-hmm. that's something that jane really was able to do she kind of saw past all this other stuff that had begin to go on in Stephen's life and she just you know she stayed true remembering who he is what his like just who he is as a person and that was something that really tied the movie in made it very emotionally appealing and from an overall inclusivity standpoint it brings up the point that everyone no matter whether they have a disability or not has something to offer mm-hmm. and that's that's important to note yeah that yeah that's a really good point um i also agree with that you know a lot of the times people are quick to judge they're quick to judge but they're also quick to try to you know help help these people but it's really not that they're trying to help it's because they think that they can't do it and i think that mike's point is something that's a very good point to note just to remind everybody that you know it's not the case like there's always more to somebody than what you may what you may know or what you may see. And with that, I think this is going to wrap up the final episode of the Flick discussion. I know you guys are thoroughly <laughs> loving it. Yeah, so, we, uh, we killed it, I think. I think it was a it was a good time, good podcast that we made was, over over the course of the semester. It know? was stressful at some points, but I I did enjoy watching all these movies. I think it kind of was eye-opening. In some of them, yeah. yeah, changed my experience. Yeah, completing making this this documented series that we created here kind of it really helped you look. It really helped you realize a lot of things that one might look past, just like watching, say, the theory of everything on a normal day. Like, there's a lot more meaning in in these movies that have that portray disability than one might think. Um, you can learn a lot from them. You can get real good like you know just life lessons from these kinds of things and it was just a really it was a really eye-opening experience and for me at least but we just want to thank you guys for sticking with us throughout this series um we know that you may not have much to do in your free time now that you won't be able to hear the flick discussion but thank you guys for listening